I think most people who have been doing online banking or trying to purchase things online would agree that this long-running system of the certificate of authentication here in Korea was a pain in the neck. It was complicated, it's difficult, it wasn't user-friendly, and most of all, it wasn't even secure, which was the original intent of the whole thing. So we're going to get some analysis now that we are past this era of authentication and we're going to go into a new, more advanced way of conducting transactions online. And to give us an overview with some reporting is our resident daily news reporter, Son Ji-yoon. Ji-yoon, good morning. Thank you for joining us. Okay, so we have now uh, a shift here. Um, A lot of things have finally changed, right? Mm Mm-hmm. A lot have changed. Uh, many, including myself, would hail this change um, as the accredited, accredited certificate of authentication is no longer the one and only official tool to verify your identity online. As the government's accredited certificate of authentication, or so known as 공인인증서 in Korean, mm-hmm. was cited as one of the most outdated regulations in the financial industry. Uh, the National Assembly finally passed a bill early this year that's aimed at scaling back the use of this authentication. Now, the good news is the bill finally went to effect last Thursday on the 10th of December. Now, this is going to make our lives so much easier. What does this change mean? It means the accredited certificate of authentication is no longer the one and only verification tool. It's going to lose its official status in legal terms. This does not mean, though, that the accredited certificate of authentication can no longer be used. It simply means there will be more options laid in front of us, uh, including this Kongin Injingsa. One of many, it's going to be one of many, is also renamed to Kongdong Injingsa, meaning it's a joint certificate authentication along many others, not the official one. You can still continue to use your Kongdong Injingsa until it expires. Right. There will be a transition period, and so it's going to be uh, taking a little time. But in the meantime, you can use the old system until it expires, and then you transition into what would be known as the k u m y u n g Injingsa, and uh, it'll be a cloud-based right. situation, much easier. Okay, but um, what are those other options? Give us more details and how it will make our lives easier. So basically, these other options are the private certificates issued by private companies such as banks and fintech companies. For example, uh, like KakaoPay, the three major telcos in Korea, t o s Naver, and k u n g m i n Bank. The identification process for these private certificates are much simpler. For instance, uh, you no longer have to physically carry these certificates, uh, while as with the existing or the renamed Kongdong Injingsa, one had to install the certificate in one's computer, mobile device, or portable storages such as the USB. The new private certificates are stored in the cloud, so it can be accessed on any devices without having to download separate programs. This also means there is no chance of you losing the mm-hmm. uh, certificate because you no longer physically carry them. Now, it also saves you from downloading supporting programs like ActiveX and vaccine softwares that caused us great inconvenience when using different types of OS because there were 
compatibility issues sometimes. Uh, Moreover, while the traditional certificate required you to enter long and complex passcodes, for example, it had to be more than 10 characters long uh, with special characters, sometimes upper cases and lower cases and so on, it had a lot of requirements. These new private certificates require simple biodata authentication, such as face recognition or fingerprints or iris recognition and so on, or they would require a shorter PIN number or security pattern, so it's going to be much easier. Mm-hmm. Not just that, while the joint accredited certificate needed to be renewed every year, these private certificates can last three years before you renew them. So So that is all sounding very good and mm-hmm. convenient. Can you give us some real-world examples then, please? Yes, sure. Now, Kakao Bank was the first mover in the industry. The bank started its own authentication certificate in 2017, and it's the most popular or widely used financial transaction tool because of its easy-to-use feature. The company uses blockchain technology to prevent forgery, and it doesn't require users to download additional softwares. One can simply sign into Kakao Talk, the so-called National Messenger to verify oneself. Now, Kungmin Bank was the runner-up, launching its own authentication tool in 2019 as well. Uh, money transfer app TOS also launched a mobile certification service sometime in 2018. Another player in the market is Naver Pay, and um, it's another popular authentication tool. Purchasing online goods has become so much easier thanks to Naver Pay. Naver, in fact, has signed an agreement with one of the universities in Korea, Gyeonghee University, so that students there use their authentication system to verify their identity when accessing campus facilities or taking tests and so on. Um, Replacing student IDs with such an authentication program is a great idea, uh, considering how we can save plastic, save the trouble of losing these cards and having to reissue them, Mm -hmm. and of course, save the cost that is incurred in this whole process. Now, there is also the PASS, or P-A-S-S, introduced by the three major telcos of the country that simply requires you to enter a password. Uh, One thing to note is that since these private certificates are not official certificates, like the Kongin Injingsa before, they're not universal, meaning they are only admissible by their partnering public institutions or financial institutions. So you would have to check which uh, banks or which uh, financial institutions admit this Uh, license or certificate that you have installed or that you have uh, signed into. The conventional accredited certificate of authentication will continue to be admissible universally, though. Uh, The government is thus considering expanding the use of these private certificates to make people's lives easier, for instance, to pay taxes or to make year-end tax adjustments. Right. So I I think you point out some of the pros and cons. Mm -hmm. uh, There's going to be more fragmentation because if you have KakaoPay, you're going to have to use a different way of doing it. And if you have the telcos, you're going to do a different way. And if you use any of the banks, uh, it'll be another uh, way. However, as you say, though, uh, it is going to be um, in the sense that the online uh, universal certificate was not secure. It was deemed to be very archaic, old technology, and again, very cumbersome and uh, very difficult to use, comparatively speaking. So all of that is good. Uh, A minor complaint is there are still some 
inconveniences for foreigners. So foreigners mm-hmm. cannot apply yet to things like Kakao Bank because there right. is this discrepancy with if you um, are not registered with the Chudip Kali, so the immigration mm-hmm. office with the Ministry of Justice, they don't seem to have a way to uh, confirm the identities with mm-hmm. that. And so that system has not been put in place. And so I'm just personally asking them to hurry up <laughs> and get that. I feel you. Because yeah. my sister um, also lives abroad and she had difficulty uh, downloading or signing into these certificates because you first need to have a Korean phone number. Right. So it's a lot of trouble. Yeah, and so uh, these things can be streamlined. There are some concerns from people because, again, we do say these are going to be more secure than the old certificates, which were largely deemed to be very much unsafe to use after a while. But what worries some people is that the authenticate information will be stored in the cloud, and so Mm -hmm. that worries people. Yes. Uh, The upside of this is, though, as I explained earlier, you don't have the chance of losing the certificate to begin with. So I guess there is the, you know, security advantage of that. Um, But according to the Telecommunications Ministry, it introduced a very strict assessment system to ensure the safety and reliability of the certificates. Um, So only those that meet this strict government requirement can issue their own certificates. So I guess um, that's another security advantage of this. Right. So a bit of a learning curve, especially maybe for some of our uh, elderly uh, listeners who've been used to this online certificate Mm -hmm. system. But I think uh, it is Kind of streamlined and simple enough that uh, most people can get on board. Uh, very good overview. Thank you, as always, j i y u n and look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you, Henry. The citizens of Gwangju can't let this happen. You know, there are people that are missing. Yeah. that we still don't know what happened to them. I'm sorry if I get emotional on you, but I I believe that this mission has given us our dreams back. You know, getting us back in space is going to allow us to choose science over superstition again. This morning, where vivid stories touch your heart's life, Well, we just got through with Son j i u n walking us through the changes that are being made. These online authentication certificates are going to be now kind of relegated to the dustbins of history. And hopefully we have a more modern way of conducting translation, uh, transactions online. To give us some analysis, um, we are going to be joined by uh, one of our favorite panelists, but also uh, somebody who could be considered maybe the, the godfather. of the uh, movement to get rid of the online certificates here in Korea uh, from Korea University Law School, Professor Kim Gi-chang. Professor Kim, good morning. Hi, good morning. Yes, it's a little bit of overstatement, but anyway, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I think for our benefit of the listeners, who many of them are of the younger generation, they might not even have been aware or maybe even born. I don't want to say we're so old, but uh, this fight to get rid of authentication certificates has been ongoing for well over a decade, um, about a decade and a half now. Could you just walk through, again, I know you've told this story so many times, and I I, I apologize for having to repeat it, but for those younger listeners' listeners benefits, could you just walk through your um, um, reasons why you, you, you initially had started this campaign to try to get rid of uh, online certificates. Okay. 
Um, the legislation was introduced in 1999, so just before turning into the new millennium. Um, and then that legislation introduced a government-accredited uh, security certificate uh, system. So the government will authorize, they will assess, and then they will authorize um, the, 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 the companies who, who sell or who issue these digital certificates. Now, it was considered to be a cutting-edge technology at the time, mm-hmm. uh, 19, that means 1999. But then soon it became uh, outdated, uh, and then it was uh, platform-dependent, and it only worked on the Windows operating system, and you have to use uh, Microsoft. Internet Explorer web browser. So it was very, very narrowly technologically. It was very confined and it had no uh, potentials for any extensibility. So that was the situation. And I thought that it is wrong for government to dictate which technology to use, especially if it concerns online security. The reason being, if government intervenes, then the pace of change is bound to be slowed down when the market is already moving ahead. The government bureaucrats might still be hanging on to the old technology. Another reason is that this walled garden kind of environment will create a handful of oligarchic uh, companies who has that privilege and then they are going to do everything to protect their vested interests. That will again be counterproductive. That's why I started a a campaign to abolish this government-accredited online security certificate system. Yeah, and that kind of tireless effort, which really kind of raised awareness among the public that something was wrong. Uh, Unfortunately for the officials, it largely fell on deaf ears, both for the bureaucrats and uh, the uh, systems in place all the way up to the top levels during the uh, Imiang Bakune tenure um, regime. We have now, though, and I know famously you had even met personally in the lead up to the presidential campaign before President Moon Jae-in was elected. You met then candidate uh, Moon. And and at that time, I remember you saying that um, you were encouraged by, um, I guess, his uh, curiosity uh, on the issue. And you felt some optimism going in, but uh, it did take a little while. Uh, culminating, at least he did keep, it, it is one of the campaign promises that he kept. Do you feel that the transition to the new system, the way it is being implemented, is the right way to go? Um, yes, yes. I mean, there is uh, law and then there is the industry practice. These two are different. Uh, what the Moon Jae-in uh, government did is uh, to keep the promise, to keep his campaign pledge to abolish this government-accredited online security certificate system, which he did. So as far as law is concerned, there is now no more a distinction between government-accredited security certificate on the one hand and then the so-called private security certificate. Now, there is no such distinction. 
every security certificate is private security certificate. There is no higher status or there is no uh, privilege according to a handful of whatever um, enterprises who claim that they are issuing, they are authorized to issue government certificates, uh, accredited certificates. So no distinction as far as law is concerned. But the industry practice is somewhat different. The existing companies who have been having that privilege for 20 years, they are keen to prolong some sort of advantage. So they are very, very vigorously lobbying with uh, the, the, the relevant ministry. And that now they have moved on to this sort of status where whether you are authorized to offer identity verification service or not. Mm. So I'm, I'm seeing this somewhat worrying trend now, the fight which used to be fought along the, 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 the abolition of government accredited system has, it seems, it has now moved to the fight against this uh, accredited identity authentication service provider. That, that is yeah. uh, somewhat disappointing, though. Right. So this always uh, grab for power or market share seems to kind of obviate what the principle of free market was the hope, the ideal was you leave it to the free market, the companies decide which are the best services, and then the public also kind of congregates to what are the most effective ways to conduct these online security systems. And and that would have been uh, the utopian uh, vision for this. But as you say, there seems to be some meddling uh, going on here. So it's not perfect. And and you're voicing a little bit of, I, I think, a cautionary tale of what we need to look out for going forward here. In terms of just besides the online certificate issue, I think a lot of consumers, including myself, Professor Kim, and I guess this is kind of getting more into the technical realm of uh, things, is uh, do we have any ways now to do away with some of the other onerous things that other, let, let's say, Western countries and consumers don't have to deal with? For example, the uh, the need to have these OnLab V3 real-time transactions or keyboard security or Veriport, <laughs> um, things that just clog up your processes in your PCs. Are, are those things are also kind of a, a process that has to be weeded out, or is that kind of a, just the unfortunate reality that we're in? Actually, um it now depends on consumers okay. because uh, it has been a few years at least that there appeared uh, banks or online shopping malls or credit card companies who offer much lighter and much more advanced security uh, set of security technologies. Right. Uh, for instance, Kakao Bank or TOS, um, these companies offer solutions, technological solutions, which do not depend on all those arcade technologies which you listed. Mm -hmm. So it is now up to the consumers to shop around, and if your bank insists on having the old way of doing it, and if you feel, you know, it's irksome or it's, it's annoying, then actively look out in the market, because there are already banks, much better banks, in my view, who offer much simpler and user-friendly and probably more safe, safer 
uh, uh, solutions. So it is now, uh, you know, the market competition has started. Yes, it is slow, but it has started. And at, at, at least the legal framework allows this kind of market competition. Government no longer dictates which solution you have to use. Yeah. So vote with your wallet, I think, is a message that you're saying. And uh, there are still going to be people who are, for some reason, or companies, for some reason or other, that are going to stubbornly uh, insist on on staying with those uh, Veriport, Unlab type of uh, systems to be kind of, I would consider to be malware, kind of maliciously kind of just lingering in, in your <laughs> it, phone. It is true, I think, to some yeah. extent. It it, it's, it's been a personal headache of mine to try to get rid of those processes and, and you know, <laughs> getting into the things. But as you say, vote with your wallets and get through. Catch-22 for uh, people like myself, you would love to vote with my wallet and go into a system like Kakao Bank. But unfortunately, the archaic system of not allowing foreigners to um, apply for those banks because they have to be linked with the Ministry of Justice and the Immigration Office to uh, confirm the identities, and that system does not seem to be in place yet. So, again, <laughs> if, if any of those uh, Cacao Bank and uh, Ministry of Justice officials are listening, you would hope that they can <laughs> streamline that as well. But, Professor Kim, you have been a pioneer in this. I know that you are being modest when you say it's an exaggeration, but we thank you for your efforts uh, and for the reality that we live in with this a new way of conducting business online, and we appreciate it and definitely look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you very much, sir. Well, thank you very much, but the fight must go on. Thank you. Very much. Thank you. We are going to be back in the second hour after this.